Tomorrow morning, Blue Origin, the commercial space company founded by Jeff Bezos, will hit an important milestone. It'll launch its first human passengers into space. On board will be Bezos himself and three other people. There was a lot of anticipation for this trip. Our colleague Micah Maidenberg covers the business of space, and he'll be watching in person tomorrow, a few miles from Blue Origin's launch site in West Texas. They'll get into the capsule, and they're going to be in these seats that are sort of designed to get you a good view out of what Blue Origin says are basically the biggest windows available in space. They'll blast off and, you know, at top, you get the views, you, you know, you see a view that only a few hundred people in the course of human history have ever seen. Blue Origin's rocket will accelerate to three times the speed of sound. And three minutes into the voyage, Bezos and his fellow passengers will begin to experience weightlessness. The whole trip will last only about 10 minutes. The flight tomorrow carries risks, but if it's successful, it'll showcase a technology that Blue Origin hopes will be core to its business, taking paying customers on trips to the edge of space. But when it comes to this sort of space tourism and other potential business opportunities the company is eyeing, Blue Origin has stiff competition. Two of its main competitors are space companies that were also started by billionaires, Elon Musk's SpaceX and Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. These companies have been at it now for years, and they're starting to reach these new milestones. So it is like a really competitive landscape, a tough one. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, July 19th. Coming up on the show, how Bezos' blue origin stacks up in an increasingly competitive space race. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers. Removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. There's three high-profile players in the commercial space race. Virgin Galactic, SpaceX, and Blue Origin, founded by Jeff Bezos. And Blue Origin is focused on rocketry, rocket engines, building sort of these rockets that can get into suborbital space like tomorrow's flight and eventually beyond. Virgin Galactic was founded by Richard Branson. Virgin Galactic is really focused on space tourism. That's largely the kind of end market they'll serve. And finally, there's Elon Musk's company, SpaceX. Blue Origin and and SpaceX are more similar to each other in many ways. You know, SpaceX is also focused on rocketry, reusable rockets, taking people to space on tourist trips on those rockets, but also serving government and commercial customers on them as well. So that's the kind of like trio that's really kind of jumped out ahead of the pack. Blue Origin may not be the most well-known of the three space companies, but it's actually the oldest. 
Bezos founded the company in 2000, and he's talked publicly about having big ambitions. I want to move out into the solar system. I want my grandchildren's grandchildren to be in that world and exploration. When you hear him give speeches about space and about Blue Origin, he often talks about like this really broad vision, not just for Blue Origin, but for you know, humanity sort of writ large. I mean, he really believes, like if you listen to these speeches, that humans need to set up outposts across the solar system to continue to be able to grow and thrive and expand. And he says, look, we humans, we could have an incredible civilization with trillions of people in the solar system. Like that that's the future for humanity. If we're out in the solar system, we can have a trillion humans in the solar system, which means we'd have a thousand Mozarts and a thousand Einsteins. This would be an incredible civilization. But before trillions of humans can populate the solar system, space companies need to figure out sustainable business models. Blue Origin is primarily eyeing two opportunities. The first is winning government contracts from places like NASA and the Defense Department. The second is space tourism. And in May, the company announced it was ready to take a big step in its space tourism business. It was planning to take people to space for the first time. On board the flight would be the company's founder, Bezos himself, along with legendary aviator Wally Funk and Bezos' brother, Mark. Blue Origin published a video of Bezos asking his brother to join the trip. I really want you to come with me. Would you? Are you serious? I am. I think it would be meaningful. Have my brother there. Seriously? If you're willing, if you want to. The flight would also represent another first. It would be carrying a paying customer, an 18-year-old student named Oliver Damon. But just weeks before Blue Origin's launch, weeks before Bezos himself was set to go to space for the first time, another billionaire space junkie beat him to the punch. On July 11th, Richard Branson, founder of Virgin Galactic, took his first trip to space. He and five of the company's employees traveled more than 50 miles above Earth. Oh, my God. On their ship, the VSS Unity. This is unbelievable. This is too unbelievable. Micah watched Virgin Galactic's flight from near the launch site in New Mexico. You're watching the sky, and you sort of see the, the spacecraft, like, detach, right, from the plane. And you see this little, like, flare. That's the rocket. And the, the spacecraft just, like, jets up, surges up into space from there. And eventually, both the plane and the, the spaceship sort of circled back down and landed. Uh, congratulations to everybody. Congratulations to all our wonderful team at Virgin Galactic for 17 years of hard, hard work to get us this far. Virgin Galactic said it didn't mean to steal Blue Origin's Thunder by launching first. They were just ready to go. And so they did. But Blue Origin didn't seem thrilled. When the news broke about, you know, Richard Branson going up ahead of Blue Origin, you know, I reached out to to Blue Origin to see if they had a comment. And basically all they said to me was, you know, we go higher. We go higher? We go higher into outer space? Pretty much. Virgin Galactic flies about 50 miles above the Earth, which at least one U.S. government agency considers the point where space begins. But Blue Origin goes 12 miles higher to something called the Kármán Line, an internationally recognized boundary of space. 
it's almost like Buarjan was sort of saying, like, our experience is a little bit more authentic. And now if you talk to experts who focus on space and think about space, like the difference between the mileage, the altitude that each company gets their passengers to is is nil. Like the experience of the passenger when you're that high, it's still suborbital flight. And then there were the tweets. On the Friday before Virgin Galactic's flight with Richard Branson, the Blue Origin Twitter account published this, this sort of graphic that sort of compared and contrasted what it said Virgin Galactic offered and what Blue Origin offered. You know, they compared the size of the windows, how high you go. Like, these are some of the advantages of going, you know, to space on Blue Origin. The tweets, the dueling launches, it all shows how Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic are trying to win over future customers. They're both vying for a piece of the space tourism pie. Virgin Galactic has said it sold about 600 reservations for its flights at a price as high as $250,000 each. But space tourism is a brand new industry, and it's not clear how much demand there'll be for these kinds of pricey adventures. That lack of certainty around space tourism is one reason Bezos's Blue Origin is going after another business opportunity in space. Government contracts. But there, it also faces stiff competition from another rival. That's after the break. Origin hopes space tourism will be one big part of its business, but it's also pursuing government contracts. And Micah says there's good reason for that. Big government contracts, they're steady, they're predictable. You know, the commercial space business can go up and down, demand can ebb and flow. But when you're sort of working with the government, you have some, some sort of steadiness there. But it's also like, it does give you a bit of a halo effect or, or credibility sort of in other kind of end markets when, you're, when you've got those folks sort of locked in as customers. Blue Origin has been working hard to secure government contracts. For example, in October 2019, the company threw its hat in the ring for a NASA project to build a lunar lander. It's a really high-profile project, a big deal. NASA wants to, to send the first woman and the first person of color to the moon as soon as 2024. And last year they sort of looked at three different teams to sort of build a lander that could get to the moon. Blue Origin and some other partners put together a pitch for the Lunar Lander Project. But the company lost out. The contract went to another one of Bezos' billionaire rivals in the space race, Elon Musk's SpaceX. Like Blue Origin, SpaceX is also going after government contracts and developing rocket technology. Both Blue Origin and SpaceX are focused on using reusable rockets. This is one of the, the key kind of innovations or changes that they've, you know, both companies have pursued. You know, the idea being that if you have reusable rockets, that you're reusing the, the hardware. And so you can lower the cost of launches and when launches get cheaper, you can send more stuff more people, more commercial missions, more tourists, more government missions and so forth, like into space. But unlike Blue Origin's new Glenn rocket, SpaceX's rockets have already made it into orbit. They committed to this reusable rocket technology and they made it work. They tested it out. They reiterated, they did it again. 
And then they had these successful flights where they used that technology to get astronauts to the International Space Station and deliver satellites for commercial customers. And so they just sort of like moved quickly and executed on like difficult technology, a difficult engineering problem of, of getting rockets up, deliver the goods and, and back down like over and over. You lower the cost that way and draw customers in. SpaceX's track record and low costs have allowed it to win more government contracts than Blue Origin, and therefore more money. So far, SpaceX has won $2.8 billion, and Blue Origin less than half a billion. And now, thanks to that big lunar lander project, SpaceX is slated to go to the moon. It's another big win for Elon Musk. You know, this is the type of program, just more sort of qualitatively, like, probably will have quite a bit of public interest. You know, getting folks back to the moon, it's a high-profile job and not just a, a big sort of contract size. Blue Origin has appealed the federal government's decision to award the contract to SpaceX, a decision on the appeals expected in early August, which could change the outcome. It seems like Blue Origin has really tough competition on both fronts. Like, they're competing in space tourism where they're up against... Virgin Galactic, who who's making that sort of the centerpiece of their business strategy. And then in kind of the big space mission government contract world, they're up against SpaceX, which has doubled down on that area and also already has a lot of big victories under its belt. Clearly, they're, they're very keenly uh, aware of the competitive kind of landscape in Washington, as shown by that protest they lodged, you know, about the lunar landing contract. But Blue Origin is, is a formidable company. They have some challenges ahead, but, you know, Blue Origin has the backing of the world's wealthiest man. He's said in the past that he's spent a million dollars a year in investing in Blue Origin. He really believes in, like, what the company is doing and this sort of broader vision that could include, you know, literally trillions of people like living in space someday. I mean, he sort of sees himself as part of that story. And that's a, a really important commitment. Competition from Virgin Galactic and SpaceX may complicate Blue Origin's quest to grow a successful business in space. And Micah points out that an accident by any one of these companies could hinder progress on space tourism for all of them. But he also says that this fierce three-way competition has pushed the space race along to the point where some of its founders' aspirations are finally becoming a reality. For example, on Sunday, Blue Origin said it began selling tickets for flights to space that are scheduled for later this year. Virgin Galactic has said it will begin selling tickets later this summer or early fall. Over the next, like, few years, there's going to be a lot of, like, just thresholds are going to get crossed. Like, the industry wants to just keep hitting those milestones until space becomes a little less, you know, sort of unique in a way and a little bit more part of the the backdrop of, of our lives. The road is long, but, like, each one of these launches, these flights, is another kind of, like, box you tick on the way to, like, building potentially a bigger industry. That's all for today, Monday, July 19th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode from Doug Cameron and Benjamin Katz. 
Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.